Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Good morning and welcome to day 10 of my 12 Saints, 12 Days, All Saints to Veterans Day blog series. Um, This is um, the day before Veterans Day and it also happens to be my 700th episode of First Formation. Uh, So that's kind of cool. But back to Timothy, uh, who is our saint for today. Um, And in including Timothy, I'm not suggesting that he is a soldier saint, but as with Julius, the context around the two pastoral letters that bear his name is incredibly significant for what it means to read scripture as a soldier and to help us understand what it means to be a Christian soldier. So Timothy is one of Saul's uh, closest mentees. Um, He's a young man, and he travels with Saul um, as early as uh, 52, I think. Um, I believe his first trip is with Saul and Silas to Philippi, which is where um, Lydia and Des uh, are are from. And for another... uh, I don't know, over a decade, I think it's like 12 years, he continues to work with Saul on missionary trips, and he also is listed as a co-author of several of Paul's letters. Um, And so Saul and Timothy are very close. Um, At least in academia, there's some doubt as to whether or not Paul himself actually wrote these letters, Um, but it's the school of thought that is representing um, what was at that time believed to be Paul's school of thought. Um, So without getting too much in the weeds about whether or not Paul wrote it, um, it's in the first and second letters to Timothy that we get these, these lines about being, you know, you know, fight the good fight, be a good Christian soldier, good soldier. Um, And so this is really important. Not only is Paul explicitly using the language of, uh, not Militia Christi because he's not writing in Latin, but Stratiotus uh, Christos, um, which is a Christian soldier in Greek. Um, and in First Timothy, we have this, uh, the line, um, to fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience in verse uh, 18. And it comes not long after the writer refers to Paul as hybristus, which is sometimes translated as a man of violence. So he's contrasting violence with soldiering. To be a good soldier does not have anything directly related to to do with violence. Um, and uh, in First Timothy, uh, there's this reference to, to two people, uh, Hymenaeus and Alexander. Um, they are used as foils to show us what a bad soldier looks like. And a bad soldier rejects their conscience, their own conscience. And essentially Paul, or the author, is saying that, that that's what it means to live without shame and be incapable of embarrassment. I won't name names, but if you, if, if you are shameless, 
it means that you can't be embarrassed. There's nothing that you can do um, to um, that that will make you feel like you've done something wrong. That is, uh, that's how the writer puts it: is rejecting your conscience. Um, and he lit, and, you know, he lists these two as, you know, I think it's within, it may not be in the same verse, but it's the same sentence where it's, you know, fight the good fight. Um, and the bad fight is rejecting one's conscience. To be a bad soldier, like Hymenaeus and Alexander, is to reject your conscience. But if you strip the metaphor away, the writer is accusing these two people, Hymenaeus and Alexander, of being bad Christians. And the parallel is with soldiers. You know, don't be a bad soldier and reject your conscience. Don't be a bad Christian by rejecting your conscience, by being shameless. Um, and one of the more, you know, popular uh, or more well-known lines is in First uh, Timothy six twelve, um, where he says, "I, you know, fight, fight the good fight." Uh, you know, strive for blah, 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 but that's actually an athletic metaphor. Um, some English translations render it fight, but it's really something more like contest or race, which other English tran- uh, translations preserve. So what does it mean for this school of thought, the proposed Pauline school of thought? What does it mean to be a good soldier, a faithful fighter? Um, and that answer comes in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, where uh, it's explicit. Share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus, or kalos stratiotis. Share in suffering. That is what it means to be a good soldier. Um, and so it's not about kill count. It's not about um, you know anything directly related to violence. It's about persevering in sufferance, suffering. Um, packing a punch doesn't get you any brownie points in the militia day, but taking one does. The more shit you can take, the longer you can go without falling, the more you know you can take a beating and keep on ticking. Like that's that's what it means to be a good soldier. And he goes on. He says, "Don't follow the example of the world." You know, um, a soldier in the army doesn't. I'm trying to remember the English translation. Doesn't engage in worldly affairs, basically like, you know, soldiers don't worry about civilian bullshit. And he goes on, the soldier's aim is to please the recruiting officer. And in this, in this um, word is used, uh, or the, the Greek word uses stratologeo, which is the one who calls to service. You know, word is, is also like call and to bring forth. Um, and so the the, the person who calls you to assemble for service. And so it's ultimately Christ, for Paul, who calls soldiers into service. The Lord is our enlisting officer, not the world. And when you want to please someone, you imitate them. You imitate their service, you obey their commandments. Um, and so how the kind of soldier you are reflects who has called you into service. So if you're John Wayne, you're not being called into service by Christ. You know, you're not you're not, you know, persevering and suffering. You you you're probably getting something wrong. Um, but if you're called into service by Christ, your service will look sacrificial. Your service will look um like it's much more interested in others than self. 
your service will not look like survive at all costs. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of telling that John Wayne never served a day in his life. But as we discussed on November 2nd, Jesus is a warrior. Joshua is his name. Um, and so the, <coughs> the uh, kind of good cop, bad copper, good soldier, bad soldier dichotomy set up by these two letters helps us understand what it means to be a Christian soldier. Um, and, you know, being a Christian soldier and thinking about the faith through the lens of service is so old that it appears in these letters. You know, it's even older than the doctrine of the Trinity or the perpetual virginity of Mary. Those things didn't come up until, you know, a century or two after uh, the New Testament was no longer being written. And here we have, um, you know, one of the epistles supposedly by Paul talking about, you know, what it means to be a Christian soldier. And so, the, you know, the, a martial hermeneutic is older and more reliable and more biblical than some of these things that we hold so dear, like, you know, the Trinity. Um, and so it's, it's always, it's interesting to me um, to think about not just who these, who Christian soldiers are, like Des, I think, was a Christian soldier. The, the rakes of Luke 3.14, I think, were Christian soldiers. Um, but there's also this kind of layered onion kind of thing going on where it's not just about the soldiers. It's about how service has influenced and shaped our, our theology and our traditions and, our, and the church. Um, we can't get away from um, the fact that, <coughs> that um, faith is, is inseparable from service um, and that it's not, you know, military service is not necessarily to be armed. It is to be ordered. It is to be um, called into service um, to um, reflect the the rank and f- file kind of highly structured um, order that God instituted over chaos back in Genesis. Um, in Timothy, we have no evidence that he ever served in the military, but Paul uses, or someone pretending to be Paul, uses... Uh, this imagery of soldiering of the military to illuminate some of the the important aspects of our faith, um, and so I think it's important that we continue to do so, to think critically and honestly about what it means that um, there are Christian soldiers, and they're not called first and foremost to violence but to suffer, um, and when we um, begin to look more closely at some of these intersections and overlaps, I think um, we are we are you know getting closer to understanding the heart of God. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, 
You can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.